Gamer OpenAX, welcome to another exciting episode of Guardians of the MCU. This is episode number 286. We're recording this on Tuesday, 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 November 22nd, 2022. Uh, I actually, at the head of this, my brain momentarily forgot what show we were recording. So <laughs> I'm surprised it actually came through completely seamless that, you know, welcome to Guardians of the MCU. But in my mind, it was like, what show are we talking about right now? The Guardians <laughs> of the DC Universe. Shazam! Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm Tim. Joining me tonight, um, as always, the stalwart Sheba, who is always with us. Um, and, uh, and, and Eric. Eric is back. Hi, Eric. Hi. How you doing? Doing well. Doing well. How, how about yourself? I'm doing great. Yeah. Hey. Are, yeah. are you doing as well as Sheba is? We're not going to tease Sheba, but are you doing as well as Sheba is? Um, I am less confused than Sheba is. Okay. That's, that's, and I'll leave that's it at good. that. That's good. All right. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> the one time I can't say anything. I know. I love it. I love it's it. The worst. I am very happy to be here and I, I love talking marvel and and i'm i'm so grateful for all of the invites you've given me to come on the show because i love the show i love talking marvel there's some incredible stuff going on and the the franchise i cover star wars not so much going on right now or i mean andor is and, awesome that's yeah. wrapping tomorrow andor is awesome I'm, the, the andor is wrapping tomorrow. <laughs> i need to catch up i've been behind a little bit sorry oh sorry, it's, it's, it's really it's good so honestly good. the last oh, episode i, I was kind of like huh like it was a letdown of, I don't want to say a letdown, but it was the least interesting episode so far to me. Yeah. I, I mean, it probably was, but it, 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 you have to have a connection. And it's fine. You know, stories are going to yeah, go up and but... down and you got to get from, you got to get from A to C and in order to get there, you got to have B and sometimes B isn't as, you know, big as A or C is, you But know? typically and, and the penultimate the episode. is huh? for confusion. So that's why, yeah, that's why they do that. Exactly. Exactly. No, I mean, typically the penultimate episode, you build up toward the finale, like a, a big, true, a big yeah. moment. And and this, there was no buildup at all. Like I, based on the, the pacing of the story in this particular episode, episode 11, I would think there's probably three more episodes to go and there's not, there's yeah. one. Yeah. So it was just, it was strange as far as storytelling structure and, and season layout for storytelling. It was just odd to me not sure. not a bad episode but just kind of like yeah we'll catch up soon uh just a reminder to everyone guardians of the mcu is part of the random cheddar network please do check us out at randomcheddar.com for information on all of our shows membership through patreon access to the escape hatch discord channel and show merchandise from t public all right uh with that on to our news All right, so uh, I, I'm I'm going to go first here with the news item because I, I think I have the biggest news item that is that that not only impacts Marvel but impacts Everything. like sixty percent of the world because that's pretty all, much what Disney owns right now, right? All the light that all the light touches, really. Yes, exactly. Everything the light touches. The uh, shadowy not, place now belongs to Bob Iger, no longer Bob Chapek. Um, Bob Iger has been reinstated, uh, as the Disney CEO effective immediately. 
uh, Bob Chapek was uh, thanked for his service and and um, helped out the door. I guess Ch- I don't know. Changing of the bobs. Changing yeah. Of the bobs. Yeah. I, I there, there's there's no indication of of any you know volatility or anything, but um, uh, clearly the the Disney board was uh, displeased with Mr. Chapek. Um, and, and, you know, I mean, I, I think the, the, the assumptions on this, uh, have to do, I think most immediately with the third quarter financial report that he gave a few weeks ago to the board, uh, which was, um, not great. I mean, not terrible for a massive multi-gazillion dollar company like Disney. Um, mm-hmm. but there were some, there, there were some, some troubling things, um, which, which will clarify a, a, a little bit. Um, but then there were also kind of some things prior to that in terms of how he handled the state of Florida, um, in terms of how he handled, uh, some things earlier in the pandemic, how he handled the situation with Scarlett Johansson when, when they decided to, um, simultaneously release Black Widow on Disney plus, uh, which was early in the pandemic. And I stand by that, um, but I think also they needed to be prepared to compensate the people like Scarlett Johansson, who uh, their income was directly tied to box office income. Um, you know, even though there was nothing in the contract about streaming, I think they kind of needed to step up and take care. Of it. But that's something that we talked about, you know, two and a half years ago um, on this show. But uh, so, yeah, Bob Iger is 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 back. Bob Iger was chairman and CEO of Disney for for a long time. Uh, He's the one who basically built the present infrastructure that we have. He's the one who got Disney Plus up and running. Um, He really he built a lot of great groundwork for this. He he amped up a lot of stuff at the parks. Um, He he got the MCU. Yeah, he's the one who bought Marvel Studios. He bought Lucasfilm. Uh, Pixar. He he's the one who basically built Disney into. I mean, Disney was always big, but he's the one who built Disney into the empire that it is. Um, so he is contracted for what we know uh, for two years um, at twenty-seven million dollars a year. It's good money if he can get it. <laughs> I, I highly recommend it. Um, so what 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 do you, what do you guys think about the Sheba? Um, what what are your thoughts on on Bob Iger's return i mean i'm excited he was he did a great job before so i'm looking forward to it um i was i mean i didn't really dislike bob chapex like i mean in terms of like content wise like what what was being released i didn't really have a big issue i know some people didn't really like phase four and they're blaming that on him which i'm like okay whatever blame it if you want to but who knows but um yeah i I know that Bob Iger did a great job with all the stuff that he was doing before he got the, I think the Fox merger and all of that stuff yep. um, was a lot of the stuff that he had worked on. Um, so he gave us a lot of great things and hoping, I'm hoping that we get to see more of what he's going to do in the future. Um, what kind of things we might get from him in the future. So I'm, I'm just more excited really to see what happens going forward. Yeah. Eric. I, um, I think it's telling that a lot of people involved with Disney um, from top to bottom seem to have a lot of respect for Bob Iger and were Mm. proud of what he accomplished. And a lot of the rumblings from top to bottom have not been as favorable to Chapek. Mm -hmm. 
um, when you've got, and, and to be fair, this happened under Iger's watch too, but Chapek was the one in charge of the theme parks. And when you've got employees at theme parks sleeping in cars and unable to get insurance and Walt Disney's daughter has to go and make documentaries about how badly those employees are treated. Mm -hmm. um, that at least raises some questions yeah. with me. He also apparently was never a fan of Disney plus he always saw it as a money sink. And yes, you have to sink money into it. Yeah. to get it up and running. They have. And and as you said, you know, the, the recent quarter financials came out and, and they were, um, you know, they showed the cost of starting up a streaming service. It mm -hmm. was kind of how it is. And, uh, and the macro economy right now is not great either. And that's affecting every streaming service, but that does not mean that streaming services, especially not Disney plus specifically was a bad idea, yeah. but Chapek seems to never have really liked that he apparently was never a fan of the mcu thought that that mm. was a direction that he wasn't sure disney really needed to have been going in the first place mm. and he really wanted to steer a lot of the attention back to as far as disney as a business back toward the theme parks and while i support the theme parks the reality is most people whether in a country that has a disney theme park or in any other country yeah don't spend a lot of time at the theme parks. Yes, millions of people go. Billions of people don't. Yeah. Yet we see the movies and we see the cartoons and we see the television shows mm -hmm. and we read the storybooks and we buy the toys for our kids, et cetera. Most of what the average person experiences from Disney is not the theme parks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's a lot of business decisions that JPEG made that, I'm kind of questioning. And, and then on top of that, when you get a lot of people in the company that don't seem to have much faith in him mm -hmm. and don't have much confidence, I, I don't know. In fact, I was just having a discussion with somebody, I think, um, five or six days ago, but very recently about Chapek yeah. and, and kind of a mess that he's made that that's being kept kind of quiet. And now I guess it makes sense that, that Iger's mm -hmm. coming in. And if you look at a lot of the reports, he, um, like everything was peaceful, but they all but escorted him out of the building. Like it was mm -hmm. kind of it a, you're done. Me. Don't let the yeah. door hit you on the way out kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. yeah it, so, it was very immediate. It wasn't a, you know, Hey, we're going to give him to the end of the year. It was, it was sorry, Bob. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, in, in case you forgot the door is to your left. It was like, let, let me help you find your car in case you forgot where you parked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, listen, I think Iger has made some mistakes, but no sure. more so Everyone than any does. CEO. And I'm happy to get Iger back in there. I think Iger took Disney in a good direction and mm -hmm. I know he's not going to be around much longer. The guy's been in there for decades and yeah. decades yeah. And his his time is done by his own choosing. He did leave voluntarily. Mm -hmm. In fact, he spent many years trying to get out and Disney was like, no, no, give us a little bit longer. Yep. And he did. And then finally he left. And, and here a couple of years later, they're bringing him back in again for another two years. Now, they did say that they want him to um, mentor someone to be his replacement. Mm -hmm. mm. I know that before Chapek came in, uh, some people were wondering about Kathleen Kennedy being Bob Iger's replacement. And while I don't know that she's 
got a really good grasp on the content stuff, I think she can run a business okay. Mm. Um, I, I think there are some things in her wheelhouse that are not her strengths, and we've seen some of those happen. But I don't know that she would necessarily be bad in that role. I don't like her in the current role she's in that much. I I I would actually be a huge proponent of uh, Victoria Alonso being considered oh, yeah. for it. Um, she's uh, why is that? I, I don't also, know her that well. So she's executive VP of um, of Marvel Studios. Uh, she reports directly to to Kevin Feige, and. She has uh, very similar to um, uh, Kathleen Kennedy. She has a huge uh, background in film production, special effects, all sorts of things. But she has really grown in the business side of things. Uh, she is one of those, you know, as an executive VP. Yes, she is credited as an executive producer on these films. But it's not like she just shows up for a film. She is a full-time executive with Marvel Studios. So she has been involved for several okay. years in really managing a lot of the details of um, of the business end of Marvel Studios. And obviously, you know, Disney is much right. bigger than just Marvel Studios. That's what I was going to ask. But all accounts, she seems to have a really, really solid business sense. Um, yeah. Of her, she's actually coming out with a book, isn't she, Sheba? Didn't we talk about this a couple uh, months ago? I thought she was coming out with a with a with a book on basically the progression of her career, like a like a professional autobiography. I of think sorts. you're right, and I don't remember, but now I'm going to look it up again. Yeah, but yeah, because I, I agree, because she is she's great with Marvel. But my question is, because would she be okay with like the Disney side of things, the Star and Wars that's my side question. as well? Is yeah. just because you're good in in one section, you could probably extrapolate and be good in the other areas but they're still a little different i mean disney has a lot of animation a mm -hmm. lot of you know and like disney princesses and you have like it's it's just a lot and it's a little different with how you deal with marvel You've, so yeah. you need to be able to get your hands on all of the things that disney is part of yeah i, I mean i'll also say marvel, though is that at that level you don't have to know or do everything either you know, there's there's people that work for you. There's someone who's in charge of parks. There's someone who's in charge of Lucasfilm. There's someone who's in charge of Marvel. There's someone who's in charge of merchandising and Pixar and blah, blah. So, right. you know, you, you have to be a good manager. Yes, you have to have a vision because you can't yeah. completely be relying on the people that work for you. Now, you have to have, have a, a vision. Do you have a regular vision or a white vision? Which, which and that's also an important question, uh, which I think <laughs> which, we're going to be exploring in an upcoming series. I don't know. Um, um, but so also she she is writing or is going to publish a memoir. Good, good. OK, good. So, I mean, there's 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 a lot there, um, and, you know, and the funny thing is, is that Bob Iger didn't actually go very far when he left the job and Bob Chapek took over. The board made Bob Iger the executive chairman. Mm. of disney so bob while he wasn't managing daily operations as as bob chapek was bob Iger still didn't go far right. um right. and then and so i think that was kind of an early thing and then i think that kind of waned a little bit and then that's where we saw some of the wheels start to fall off with 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 chapek who i i just i don't think that he thought things through 
well enough. Um, you know, I, I, I think he was, I, I'm not necessarily knocking the guy, but I just think that there were some bad decisions. There were some mistakes that were made mm-hmm. and a few too many. Um, so, so, so Bob Iger's back. Bob Iger's back. Um, I, and, and we'll, just, we'll, we'll see what happens. With, with this replacement, I guess the main thing that I'm concerned about is there's the difference between running content for mm-hmm. a media production company. There's a difference between that and running the media production company. Mm-hmm. And then there's a difference between that and running a, um, an international multimedia corporation like Disney, where you've got not just the various different forms of media books and comics and stuff like that. You've also got theme parks. You've also got cruise ships. You've got oh, yeah. Yeah. all <laughs> kinds yeah. of stuff besides, you know, the licensing and stuff. I mean, it's, it it's massive. Yeah. Yeah. So, it really is. There's, yeah. there's, there's a, a lot to it's it. It's a huge undertaking really. Yeah. Fingers yeah. crossed. Yeah. Uh, Sheba, what do you have for us tonight? Well, my little, uh, little piece of news was that, um, so empire, um, online had a, just a thing on, uh, into, sorry, across the spider verse, the sequel to into the spider verse. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know it's by Sony, so it's technically, not really MCU, <laughs> but it is Marvel because we have Spider-Man, Spider-People. Sure. We have Spider-People in there. So I thought it was very interesting. The article did say that they're going to be focusing on six different art styles, um, which if anybody has seen the first one, it was just, it, they had really one art style throughout the whole yeah. thing. But this, because from what I, from what we saw in the trailer, they're jumping to different universes. So because of that, there's going to be different art styles in all of them. Um, That's I'm, cool really excited about this movie i mean the first one i i was obsessed with it became my like miss marvel is my personality now into the spider-verse was my personality beforehand <laughs> um was just obsessed with it the music the artwork everything about it i needed i needed all of it i think i watched it so many times by myself and then watched it at school a couple times with the kids because i was like no no we all need to see this um so i'm really looking forward to this one and and apparently they're saying that these six different art styles, the whole point of this movie is to wow the viewers to kind of just go in and go, oh, my God, I can't believe I saw this, which is what they did in the first one. So I think they're expecting it to surpass the first film, which I can't even my brain can't even fathom how they're going to do that, because the first one was so fantastic. And I'm not saying that they can't do that because they absolutely will based off of the first film. Um, but I'm really looking forward to it. And I love also the fact that we're getting respect for animation because mm-hmm. I've been a fan of animation since I was a kid. As an adult, when you tell people you like animated movies, they're like, you like cartoons? And you're like, but it's animation. It's, it's, it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. And they just yeah. don't get it. And I like that movies like this are helping people recognize it is a solid art form. It is fantastic. And it is it's beautiful to watch and it should be respected just like any other movie out there. So yeah. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this one. Well, it, um, the, the sheer number of awards and nominations that into the spider verse got, I mean, yep. it was like a legit thing. Like it became the benchmark yep. for feature length animation. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's something that there's, you know, that other animation studios have been striving for, for a long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they kind of did first time out of the gate and, and I'm, I'm very much looking forward to the sequel. 
Um, of course, sequels are always a challenge. A lot of times they're not as good as the original. You know, the yeah. original has a has a certain magic to it mm-hmm. that sometimes it's hard to capture with a sequel where it's like, okay, that first story really, really worked. That second story yeah. is yeah, they're making stuff up to make more money. Yeah. Um, you, you know, Spaceballs, the sequel, uh, the, yeah, the sequel? um, I'd watch that. It's, well, it's, no, uh, they, they oh, were like, making fun of the fact first. that there would be an inevitable sequel in the original film. Yeah. Okay. What was it? The, was the like, search for more money? Is that what, yes. what they called it? Yeah. 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 I still would have watched it and I was like, really, I, I was, I was hurt and disappointed in myself that <laughs> I didn't know what he told me. I'm like, yeah. Spaceballs mm-hmm. is, again, when I was, we watched it so many times when I was younger. So I'm like, my best friend, we would go to her, one of my best friends, we'd go to her house and that is all we'd watch. So I was like, mm. I've disappointed myself. <laughs> I didn't know there was a sequel. All right, give me a heart attack for a second. But you yes, know, I... but but with this, I think that even if the sequel to this is seventy five percent as good as the first one, that is yeah. still so far beyond most animated films. And what really mm. made this good was that it transcended its format. It was a good Marvel movie, mm. animated or otherwise. It and was it also... a good superhero movie marvel mm-hmm. or otherwise you put it up against i mean the marvel animation stuff traditionally has kind of sucked and yeah. dc had those locked down whereas live action was the opposite right but yeah. this transcends a lot of the better dc probably the vast majority of the dc animated films this yeah. is just a solidly written really good story and regardless of whether it's animated or not and the fact that it is animated is is incredible because like you said Sheba it demonstrates to people that this is a format to be taken seriously exactly and it literally was a comic book come to life so yeah. even though, so for people who are fan of animation or just movies in general it was a great movie but then for those of us who liked comic books and Spider-Man comics to be exact or to be more specific it was it looked like a page of a comic book had come to life and that's what you were watching and it was just beautiful to watch it and then the music fits so perfectly and seamlessly with the rest of it and you just it didn't take you out of it because some movies you'll watch it and you're like the music the soundtrack doesn't match what you're showing me but this did such a great job so I'm really hoping that they can capture that essence of the first movie into this one and based off of the trailer and the teasers and things that we've gotten I'm already invested and I'm already excited. I'm like, I mean, I don't even care. It's going to be amazing. And I've, I've just, in my mind, I've already established that it's going to be amazing. So I hope it will be, but I, I don't even know if my bias is already like, I'm going to love it. So I'll love it even if it's not good. Sure. So, I mean, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I'm just really excited and I'm planning costumes. So, you know, that's how my brain works these days. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Eric, you have a, a news item, maybe a rumor, maybe not. Maybe oh my a, gosh. Yes. We're not, Tim, we're, we're not, I, we can never be sure, but what, what, you know, what, when you what, invited what you me on the us? show again, I was excited because I always love coming in and co-hosting the show with you guys. And, but then I thought, you know, it's, it's, this is enough. I got to put my foot down. <laughs> we have never discussed Deadpool mm. when I've been on this show. Never. Oh, yeah. There's Unless a lot of I interject something as a good Marvel I, fan should. I, I, I let me step back that as a good superhero fan should. Okay, I want to walk that back a little bit. It's not just a yeah. good Marvel fan. As any good film fan should, 
and it's never been brought up as a topic. So I am here today, Tim and Sheba. Oh, you can hold up welcome. your minifig all you want in the video, Tim, <laughs> but that does not excuse the lack of information to our listener, our valued listeners. He's here for you, folks. Upcoming Deadpool project. It, oh, I Eric did, is your I real did. champion, folks. I did. I did actually have a second piece of news that was Deadpool related, okay. and I was going to type it in, but I didn't type it in. So it's in my brain. Okay. So you oh, go. That's good. And, See, Sheba at least is on the right track, Tim. Yeah, She's not trying you. to compensate with a Lego minifig. Well, yeah, I'm proud that you have one. You know, that's good. But <laughs> at still. hand, right at my desk. Yeah, that's true. My not in a, a collector's acrylic display cases it should be but you know sitting around your desk that that's fine too tim you know whatever all right don't judge tim because my my things are all scattered around my room yeah so but, but you came no you came here with deadpool news sheba so that's fair just just saying yeah. all right okay so, so, so what this, do you have for us eric yes this is not official aside news. from the ridicule and hurt feelings this, this is oh i've got plenty more of that but you know the show's got to be under four hours so um <laughs> the the upcoming deadpool 3 movie Oh, by the way, well, we'll wait because maybe this is what Sheba was going to talk about. So I don't consider this spoilery and I don't know exactly what the policy is here on the show about spoilers. But this is information about the uh, potential villain for the upcoming Deadpool 3 movie. We'll, we'll call it a rumor. OK, yeah. it is a rumor because it's not um, strictly however, confirmed. People who are working on the project have have tweeted um, shall we say foreshadowing, mm -hmm. heavy foreshadowing, like including the character's name mm -hmm. that would seem to indicate that maybe this is the character for Deadpool three. Right. So, and we know Hugh Jackman is going to be in it as Wolverine. Mm -hmm. That's, yep. that's been all over the promotional stuff. Yep. You guys ready? Yep. Ready. Uh, probably not, but go ahead. Probably not. The villain for Deadpool three is apparently going to be danger. Danger, danger. Danger. Now, our valued listeners, if you have a quizzical look on your face, much like Tim does right now in my little video thumbnail, then let me clue you in on a Marvel character that I personally know almost nothing about. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> I was like, please say you know nothing because I knew nothing of them. That's the only reason I didn't include it in my, one of the things that I didn't include. I have another thing to uh -huh. include. That yeah. one I was like. She did I include know. it, Eric, I think I know one what, of the things she didn't be, include. And I'm not going to steal your thunder on it. Okay. Well, I was just like, I was like, I can't include it because if I include it and they go, who is that? I'll be like, I don't know. I just saw news about it. But, but you saw something. So yeah, see, she, you and I are friends. And then there's Tim who <laughs> didn't bring us any Deadpool. News. So it's okay, Tim. We still love you. At least that's the polite thing to say on a podcast. <laughs> so, um, danger is uh, this is outside of my experience with the comics. So, um, I th this was during the period of X Men where I was not actively reading comics. It was in the Astonishing X Men series. Apparently, uh, the first appearance was in What If Astonishing X Men number one, December two thousand nine or two thousand nine. Danger is the, um, I will say, the living embodiment of the danger room. Really? As an AI. Well, that's fun. In an artificially constructed body. And I cannot presume to know all the history. I'm, I'm not going to pretend that I do. Uh, but 
basically something happened and the AI kind of ended up constructing its own body, inhabiting that own body. And of course knew how to kill each of the X-Men because it's the danger room. Right. So some of the powers I'm going to list this, this is from the Marvel fandom wiki. Mm -hmm. So, Oh, and, and according to Steve Rogers, by the way, in the comics, uh, she is considered a potential extinction level threat. Okay. Interesting. So, yeah. So we're not talking like galactic level powers, but we're talking at least on planet earth, potential extinction level threat, superhuman strength due to a robotic body about, Mm -hmm. uh, can lift a hundred tons or so superhuman stamina again, hydraulics, robotic body, uh, superhuman durability and agility and reflexes, technoforming to include mechanical regeneration, shape shifting, interface manipulation, flight, mm-hmm. hard light holograms, which was always part of the danger room. But now you have someone walking around who can just spit those out on a right. whim. Mm-hmm. Um, Apparently, a protocol of warding and banishment, thanks to the tutelage of Doctor Strange, Uh to counter magical forces and banish demons. That's not good. Um, Yeah, so again, I don't know a lot of the history. Something I had watched on a YouTube video about it that was talking about this, you know, the the different tweets that were going out from people in production and the fact that it looks like this is highly likely um, was talking about the fact that in the comics, apparently Wolverine and Deadpool were the two that either destroyed her or got close to destroying her or something because of their regenerative regenerative because they heal really (laughs) and are good with long words. (laughs) So it would seem to make sense that, uh, so a Kevin Feige had been talking before, apparently about the fact that if he were going to bring the X-Men into the MCU, he would want to base it on the astonishing X-Men line. Number two, uh, allegedly, I don't have a quote for that interview. I do remember hearing that a couple of years ago, but I, I don't recall. Yeah, and that was pretty early on, too. And and I think Joss Whedon was one of the people involved with Astonishing X-Men early on and, and got that line up and running. And mm-hmm. this was back in the earlier days when Joss Whedon was um, still thought to be a decent human being. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know if that's I – I can't imagine, like, if you think – a selection of characters are good to base stories on. They either mm. are or they aren't. Like right. Joss Whedon's gone. Yeah. That that's a side thing. So I can't imagine that he's going to entirely change directions if he already has kind of a direction in mind. But anyway, moving on, you've got Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman. So you've yeah. already got Deadpool and, and Wolverine in the movie. The yeah. little uh, promo things that Ryan Reynolds has been sending out, you've seen the the teaser where he was trying to come up with an idea for the movie right. and didn't have any ideas and he was brainstorming. Mm-hmm. He's sitting on the, the toilet reading a comic book and all this kind of yeah. stuff. And, oh, Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> oh, so, so much. Oh, by the way, uh, Spirited. Musical I know, I haven't watched it yet. Carol. I need to watch it. I Ryan need... Reynolds and Will Ferrell. It is... Interesting. Watch it before you watch it with your kids. Oh, yeah. My mom, my mom and I were like, 
my mom's like, should we watch it together? And she's like, I don't know. She's like, Will Ferrell usually? And I'm like, yeah, well, Ryan Reynolds too. And she's like, all right, we'll watch it together. And I was like, probably best not to. Uh, some innuendo, nothing graphic, nothing. Okay. There, a couple of swear words, no F-bombs that I can recall, but still some mm, teenagers, maybe younger. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. So Ryan Reynolds, remember the scene I was talking about with him sitting on the trailer reading the comic book? Well, if you zoom in on the issue of the comic book, it happens to be a comic book where Wolverine and Deadpool are fighting danger. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. So. Gotcha. So it's like quite possible that that's what it is. That's who it is. Seems to be a lot of little Easter eggs going around. Yeah. You know, I mean, so. my, 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 my first thought, of course, and, and of course, this is the era of comic books that I was kind of most involved in is that uncanny X-Men was really the best run of the X-Men, but the Fox stuff really drew from that quite a bit. So I think it would be difficult for the, the MCU era. I mean, granted there's a lot to draw from, but like Fox took all the foundational stuff. So I think it'd be a challenge for Marvel studios to go back to that. Well, really, um, well, yeah, Chris Claremont, Jim Lee, they, they really rebooted the X-Men back in the nineties. You had the, the blue team, the gold team, mm-hmm. X-Men yeah. and the uncanny X-Men. I forget who's doing uncanny. I think it was Will Sportacio and I forget who the writer was. I could be wrong. Um, but that was kind of an era, but then that's still kind of old by today's standards. The astonishing X-Men and, uh, the, like the ultimate time yeah. period, there was a lot of modernizing, Mm-hmm. of a lot of the 90s themed stuff and, and they kind of brought it into the 2000s and I, I think that people today are really looking back at that more as, as a direction for where to take things like the MCU apparently there's a lot of stuff in there that was based on more on ultimates than on the classic 90s mm-hmm. era of, of the comics and so it would not surprise me if they're going to go more with the astonishing X-Men take on things rather than sure. the the classic stuff that I love. And I would love to see that on mm. screen. I want rogue and gambit and Colossus, like classic Colossus and storm. Uh, and I've been you know, waiting for a good, somebody to play, just do a good gambit story. Like you just, we just, just don't get yeah. it. Yeah. And we don't get yeah. good storm. Like we had a little bit yeah. of storm here and there, but nobody's done her like proper justice. So like, no. Yeah, there's some great characters in there that need to make like, I mean, I love, you know, I love Jean Grey. It's fine. But we've seen so much of her. Can we right. please get other people in the forefront who haven't gotten a chance to shine? And there's well, a big and, and the ensemble same thing with Wolverine. of X-Men. I mean, yeah, you know, yes, I, yes. I, every X-Men movie that Fox did was really just a Wolverine movie. They had different right, titles, exactly. but they were all Wolverine mm-hmm. movies, every single one yeah. of them. And I get it. Yeah. Wolverine's an awesome character, very popular. Hugh Jackman just like absolutely kicked ass in, in the role. He yeah. did amazing. But they they gotta spread things out a little bit and yeah. and, and well, you know, Wolverine get, get us some other stuff. Into an Avengers movie or something. Yeah. Get him out with the other big players that you know everybody loves every single one of those players. When you're introducing yeah. something quote new, and I use new in air quotes here. I don't know that I need to see Wolverine in an X-Men movie. Yes. In a Deadpool movie, like mm-hmm. bring him something where he's not going to be a distraction. 
Right. Or if he is a distraction, it's a distraction in a good way. I'm going to be celebrating both Deadpool and Wolverine in that movie. Yep. Whereas in an X-Men movie, once he shows up, the rest of the X-Men are almost inconsequential. He becomes mm-hmm. the deus ex machina mm-hmm. of yeah. whatever that film is. Yep. Yeah. So I agree with you. Let's get some of these other characters that we don't see, we don't know much of, that have interesting, compelling powers. And I would also like to see a little bit more teamwork with the use of the powers. Yes. Um, which we actually saw a little bit in the the remake of Justice League better than we have in some other things. And actually, Marvel's done a good job, too, of having situations where a couple of different heroes are, are combining their powers together in, yeah. in combat. Iron Man oh, yeah. and Captain America and, and, and things like that. Yeah. Let's see the X-Men do a little bit more of that because we haven't had that. Yeah. Yeah. But we, we, we really need the X-Men in the MCU, and I, I understand the delays business-wise. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I I think, I don't know, Deadpool, I think, is the perfect place to do Wolverine. And the other thing is, too, um, I don't know if it's been mentioned before, and hopefully this isn't the thing she was going to talk about, but uh, the TVA connection? No, I was going to mention Okay, good. So, apparently, uh, Morbius is (laughs) going to be showing up. And so there's a lot of speculation that this is going to include appearances from different X-Men from different movies. You, you, you mean Mobius, not Morbius. That's what I meant. Different characters. Yes. No, we don't. Yeah, we don't want, so. One sucks and one's interesting. Exactly. We don't, we don't want Morbius showing up anywhere. Leave him be. You know what? Just and, and be, maybe lock him away and never release yes. him ever again. Wow. I want to be clear. Ouch. When I say he sucks, he does no literally suck love. because he's a vampire, but that's not the way I meant. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, just to be clear. So, um, Mobius from, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Mobius from the TVA uh, is yeah. apparently going to be involved in the movie, and that might be how they bring Deadpool into the multiverse, and, well, into the 616. Cool. And they're talking about maybe bringing in some of the other X-Men oh, uh, so. characters from the past and you know having a big thing. Yeah, yeah that'd be really cool. Be no, which is fun. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's it's all fan service, and I'm here for all of it. I don't even care. Like, just give me all the fan service. But in a Deadpool movie, like, you can talk yeah, about yeah. it being fan service in the yeah, movie. Yeah. It's great. Oh, yeah. Right? Absolutely. That's the perfect spot for it. I'm 100% in on it. No, what I was going to talk about, though, was mm-hmm. that Ryan Reynolds said he also, while writing Deadpool 3, he wrote a Christmas or yes. holiday. I was <laughs> hoping you were going to bring that up. Yay! See, really Tim, this I, is, I this is how you show that. up prepared to a podcast, Tim. <laughs> Wow. Wow. Timothy. Ouch. If Lindsay was here, she'd be like, Timothy. Yeah, right. I I, I had not heard that one at all. That's that's fantastic. That's that's fun. Yeah. And he was like, so people are like, can you just release like just we have we have a Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special? Can we have a Deadpool special? Like I'm I'm all for that. Like it's just and Ryan Reynolds is on top of that. Like it's gonna be hilarious. Didn't he say that Fox like still, whoever at Fox had it, like it, it's yeah. somewhere else. Like he doesn't have access to it. He knows yeah. it was written and he's seen it, right. but it was turned over to whomever. Yeah. So it's not in his hands. But I mean, let's be honest. Could just make one himself. He could just, he could be uh-huh. like, like, let's make this happen. Here you go. And people would be like, here's money. We'll just, you want us to help I, you finance it? Like, let's, I am let's convinced that Ryan Reynolds craps gold. <laughs> so, but it, I, I mean, it, it, I mean, if it's in Canadian dollars, it, it would be less than American. <laughs> I and mean, I don't know. It would, yeah. It may not oh, be. Yeah, that'd be good, eh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Have some Tim Hortons. And, yeah. That's right. Oh, yeah. We'll crack open a 2-4 and uh, 
sit around a campfire with their toques on and watch us some Deadpool, drink, eh? Oh, you drink betcha. Us, drink That's some right. maple syrup. Yeah, drink us some maple syrup. Yep. yep. All right. Um, so let's see. Uh, lightning round, but I say that softly because there are some mm. things I think that require maybe a little bit of discussion, but but we are just in the interest of time going to keep things, uh, keep it a little light here. Um, yep. First of all, we did have uh, uh, an announcement that uh, Jan Demange, uh, who was the director and producer for Lovecraft Country, which I loved, I thought it was a fantastic yep. series, um, has been hired on as the new director of Blade. Um, so for anyone who has seen Lovecraft Country, it goes deep, it goes dark, it's like really like seriously creepy stuff um yeah, bizarre I, the river... I would love blade to have that whole setting like the whole thing yeah because the rumor i heard amazing. right after that the rumor i heard right after that is that they're saying that they're going to try to make blade really like really dark yeah so it would fit they should i mean yeah, it was always should. supposed to be dark i think yeah. Yeah. yeah it's 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 you know i mean he's he's a vampire hunter i mean that's they got to do it. They got to yep. do it. And and I would just, I, I love it. I, I, yeah, I think Blade is a great character. And, and, and of course this contributes further to them building this whole thing with Moon Knight and Werewolf by Night and, 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 and other characters where they're, they're kind of getting into the supernatural thing. And yeah, now um, you're not selling me, which, <laughs> which, which I love, which I love. Mm -hmm. But you know, hey, as a standalone feature, you you may really like Blade, and hopefully a lot of other people will, and hopefully they'll kind of draw some folks into this. So <gasps> maybe he'll kill Morbius. Yeah, <laughs> that would be awesome. I would watch that twice, or at least uh, the so Morbius, please, because yeah, so, Sony property. So no, it won't happen. Yeah. I know. Um, Let's see. Uh, you guys mentioned the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, which is coming up uh, this Friday. This Friday, so the 25th is when it releases um, a, a, a bit of, of news about that. So obviously, if folks saw the promo for it, you know that Kevin Bacon is, in fact, in this. Um, so there's a couple of, of interviews with with uh, Kevin Bacon um, about this. And um, he said, uh, let's see, quote, I don't want to have too many spoilers, but I can tell you that I'm playing myself. I can tell you there's a connection to the Guardians of the Galaxy world. I can tell you that there's music involved. I can tell you that the Guardians themselves will be there and we'll get a chance to interact in a funny and I think actually kind of touching way, which is everything a Christmas special should be. Um, <laughs> none of what he says there is surprising given what we've seen in the promo for it. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm all in on it. Um, he said he actually had no idea that he was going to be talked about in the first Guardians film. <laughs> Opening weekend, he went to go see the film himself, was actually shocked. He says he, quote, just about fell out of his chair uh, when he was in the theater. He then called his wife as soon as he got out of the theater and said, honey, we got to come see this movie together. I want to see it again. He never told her that he was mentioned in it. He wanted that to be a surprise. Um, That's funny. So I thought that was great. And he had actually worked with James Gunn in the past um, in Super. And right. um, so they, they, they did have a relationship. They had some familiarity with each other. Um, and uh, Gunn approached him to then be in the holiday special, which obviously just connects really, really well. 
and um, I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, we couple notable things this week, along with Thanksgiving here in the U.S. Um, uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, we have the the series finale uh, or the season finale rather of uh, uh, Andor, and then Friday mm-hmm. we have the uh, the release of the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Yeah. Uh, let's see. And then just a reminder. Wakanda Forever is still in the theaters. Thanksgiving Day is one of the biggest box office days of the year. So if you are mm-hmm. thinking about heading out to the theaters this Thanksgiving, yep. uh, at least here in the U.S., then um, consider going to see Wakanda Forever. Yeah. Take a lot of tissues. Yeah. If you've already seen it, go see it again. Don't, it's don't drink it. a lot of fluid because it's a, a long one. And listen <laughs> to our last movie. episode, our spoiler-filled yep. uh, review after you watch the movie. Yep. Nice job, Eric. Good job. Thank, Thank you. you. It's it's like you've podcasted before. <laughs> Almost, which is why I need to come with Deadpool news, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nate Moore, who is a producer with Marvel Studios, uh, said uh, he was talking about Armor Wars. He said that the ideas that they were pulling together for Armor Wars basically were too big for a show. Um, so Disney Plus budgets simply weren't going to cut it for this. Um, and, and really, if you think about it, it... it you know, if, if if you've like seen a lot of the behind the scenes stuff, as a lot of folks, uh, I'm I'm sure have, you know, the the first Iron Man movie, there was a lot of practical effects in terms of the the Iron Man armor, but there was also a lot of CG for that. And as the right. movies went on, every subsequent appearance with Iron Man more and more, it was more CG and much less practical. I think it basically got to the point where there was a helmet and like a glove, and yeah. that that was it. That was practical. Everything else was CG. So consider that Armor Wars is going to feature a lot of armor. Mm-hmm. No one here should be surprised. Eric, take the shocked look off your face. It's armor Wars. Good Lord, man. Okay. Um, I thought it was just like a, a bunch of like medieval knights running around. Nope. Uh-uh. Nope. Nothing like that. I would still watch that. Especially <laughs> well, yeah, Marvel-related re- Marvel armor. And they're like, you just, you know, lances and jousting. Yeah. Like, I'm in. Count uh, me in. We are going to get something with Black Knight at some point. But I don't know. Um, so, you know, I mean, a lot of armor, which is a lot of CG, more CG than we've had with anything else in Disney plus, even though we've, we've got a fair amount of CG with Mm -hmm. Disney plus stuff, but this is some fairly advanced level stuff and it's a lot and it's big budget. Tim, Um, Tim, Tim, Disney has been sticking live action actors in animated films for years. Look at Mary Poppins, (laughs) bed knobs and broomsticks, Pete's dragon. This is not new. This is not new cutting edge technology, Tim. It's an animated movie and we stick a couple of faces in. No problem. Sure. <laughs> sure. Well, you know, and, and I mean, even I would, even I would in, still watch. Even yeah. in the finale of She-Hulk, K-E-V-I-N had to cut some things short in terms of CG because it was getting too expensive. So, <laughs> you know, uh, there's, there's, there's limits. There's limits. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Thor. Maybe we've seen the last of Thor. Don't know. You know, I'm bitter enough after Love and Thunder that while I thought this would upset me, I'm <laughs> for real. All jokes aside, like Love and Thunder kind of did it for me. I think I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm okay taking a break from Thor for a while. Yeah, I so thought it was the, entertaining. That's all I know. But I also agree <laughs> that you take a break. I, I'm listen. Just give me more Miss Marvel, and I, I you won't hear a peep out of me. Yeah. You give me more Miss Marvel and I'll just go, okay, whatever. Or more or more Black Panther, more whatever. Give me more of the other characters. 
Shanti, or any of the other characters that we're just learning about, you know, it's fine. I'll be okay. Yeah, but I mean, we'll for a little bit, and pop in and out if he needs, and then you know. Sure, there's definitely characters. there's definitely a lot of options for us. Uh, I mean, Thor is uh, the the longest running uh, MCU character right now, I believe. I don't, yeah. I don't think there there yeah. is another. He's 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 one of the OGs, um, yeah. and one of the first movies. Um, mm-hmm. so I, I mean, the, this this does actually have a a a connection to an actual actor. Uh, so Chris Hemsworth, um, who does the uh, he also does the the Disney Plus. I think it's a Nat Geo uh, branded show, uh, Limitless. Yes which mm-hmm. does a lot of exploration into science and, and, and genetics and that kind of stuff on the show. He actually did a genetic test, uh, for markers of Alzheimer's and found that he, um, is genetically predisposed, um, that he has a, a couple of the strongest markers for Alzheimer's disease. So oh, wow. w- with that, and apparently the show is up there and he even said that like, the folks, the producers of the show offered to like edit things. And he's like, no, I want it all in there. I want it raw. He's because he, you know, I think as any of us would have, he had a very, you know, serious gut visceral reaction to the whole thing. Um, so with that, he said that he's, he's going to take some time off from acting. Um, there's some news outlets that that have used the word retired, uh, which I think is probably a little too heavy handed. But he said he's going to take some time off. He wants to be with his wife and kids. I think he just kind of wants to like reset life a little bit. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, and he's been working like extraordinarily hard for the last twenty years in an awful lot of things, uh, not just Marvel stuff, but mostly mm-hmm. Marvel stuff. Um, so he did say he's open to coming back uh, as Thor, but has also said that if he does come back as Thor, like that needs to be it. Like they need to close the book on, on Thor. So yeah. he'll come back like wow. one more time, do a story and, and then that'll be it. Um, yeah. so yeah, yeah. Kind of a, a serious thing. And it makes, it makes a lot of sense. Like he's, like you said, he's been doing a lot. Um, and actors are humans at the end of the day, like they're people. So they need breaks just like everyone else does mental health wise or, uh, or otherwise. Um, I think it's good that he takes a little bit of time off and his family, his wife and kids are really important to, to him. We've, we've seen that throughout, you know, social media, through just interviews, anything mm-hmm. like that. So to be able to focus more on that, I think that's very admirable of him to do right now. And yeah. I think that a lot of times when people are faced with how mortal and yes. vulnerable we are, like you, you see a lot of people I've, I've known several, not as many as you, Tim, but I've known a lot of first responders uh, I used to work in a hospital, spend a lot of time in the ER, stuff like that. When you are around that and you understand the fragility of the human body and how little it takes to end life or to adversely affect it on a permanent basis, it it's, I don't want to say it's traumatic, but it really permanently alters how you look at what life is. And I mean, he hasn't been diagnosed with mm-hmm. Alzheimer's, he just has markers that means that it's likely that he could develop yeah. it later in life. But being hit with that, I mean, it's kind of the old adage about, you know, not wanting to know the day you right. die, right? Like, you know, you have somebody yeah. from the future and it's like, no, 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 don't tell me how I die because it messes with you to, yeah. to some extent because now you're faced with your mortality or even if not in his case, something terminal, something that could affect, you know, whether he remembers people and, and is he yeah. aware of 
his loved ones around him and stuff. And that can be really heavy. So I think it's good that he's taking some time to, I, I think that the one benefit of that kind of face to face with, with mortality is he's doing it when he's young enough mm, yep. that he can change his life. He can do things now that might mitigate that risk because science has shown that there are ways to do that, but then also to advocate for this kind of awareness and for changes in our day-to-day life. I mean, they continue to find different things that, that increase or decrease uh, likelihood for Alzheimer's. So he's, he's doing it now. If he's going to step away from acting, maybe for, even if only for a while to try to affect change, Mm -hmm. that's a really powerful thing. And I I wish him the best in that. That's exciting to me. Yeah, it's really, and, and especially using his platform to do so. It, it, if he chooses Absolutely. to, and he hasn't mentioned anything about doing any advocacy or anything, but it, it almost does kind of seem like like he very well may. Yeah. Um, it sounds like he he's trying maybe taking some time to assess what he wants to do. Like, yeah. what and, path do I take? And yep. it's it shows it literally shows people like, hey, you know what? Like, your mental your your health, mental health, physical health. Is more important than your job at the end of the day your mm-hmm. job is it, it'll be there or they can take it away but being there with your loved ones and people that you really care about means a lot more than anything else so if yeah. you need to take that time take that time i mean yes he's also we also know he's a, he's an actor he has a lot of money he has that extra privilege to be able to just get up and go and be like i'm just gonna set things aside for a bit um but it's still really important, even for actors, to just go. Yeah, no, you, the acting job isn't everything. You yeah. take your time if you need it. Take your time and mm-hmm. and focus on yourself. That's way more important than getting getting all that money. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. Uh, so the last news item that we have here, um, and and kind of reflecting a little bit on 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 Sheba's, uh, because we're we're kind of looking at at Sony here. Um, Sony, uh, big news out of them this past week is that they have partnered with Amazon prime video, uh, to develop a suite of live action series, uh, with their Marvel characters. Um, and I didn't realize this, the, the, um, news article, uh, that I read Sony actually has rights to over 900 Marvel characters. Um, it, it, Hmm. it centers on, um, their, their rights center on Spider-Man and, characters that are most most directly affiliated with spider-man and you figure uh 40 50 60 some odd years of spider-man that's that's a lot of characters well and look back in the 1960s where it was a different villain every week i mean if you look at dc comics and it's like polka dot man and calendar and and stuff like that i know that spider-man has quite a few that aren't too far off from that kind of thing. Yeah. 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 And, and obviously they're they're not going to dig into to 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 anywhere near all of them. Um, but, uh, yeah, so they, you know, this is something that was expected. And I think we even talked about this several months ago that like, Hey, you know, we know obviously, so, you know, Marvel studios, uh, Lucasfilm, they're part of Disney. So they have Disney plus, um, looking at the major production studios that didn't have their own streaming services and who would they partner with? Uh, and so, yeah, so I, I think Sony partnering with, with Amazon prime is, is great. Um, and as a prime subscriber, I, I look forward to see what, to seeing what they're going to give us. Um, they have announced that first up is going to be silk, uh, uh subtitled spider society. 
uh, an essay actually created by the Walking Dead, uh, one of the Walking Dead showrunners, uh, Angela Kang, um, which I don't believe is related mm-hmm. to Kang the Conqueror. Um, we'll find out when we but, watch yeah. Kang Dynasty. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. So that's that's what's what's going to be coming up there. So looking forward to. Uh, obviously, Sony has been has had its ups and downs with things, um, as has Amazon Prime. But uh, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll see what we get. Hopefully, there's some good productions that that come out of it. I'm hoping that because they're with Amazon Prime, we will hopefully avoid more Morbius type things because. <laughs> Um, I'm uh-huh. tired of that. No, I don't want any more of that. Whatever that was, um, <laughs> like I didn't think I, it was I terrible. I I liked I it far better than Thor: Love and Thunder. I'll tell you that. It was so bad. Um, no, I, Thor: Love and Thunder was light years ahead for me compared hard. to Morbius. Morbius was just like, what? what? I, I don't even have words to describe. At least, at least with Love and Thunder, I was entertained. With Morbius, I was confused. I was like, why? Yes. Well, well put. Why? Why? There was I no mean, I ta- finished Love and Thunder. I still can't get all the way through Morbius. Well, I even I, got through Venom 2, which in yeah. my opinion is an accomplishment, but I can't <laughs> get through Morbius. I tried. Oh, it was four times. I, I watched it in theaters and I was like, why? Why? Oh my gosh. And I think my face did like, a, I, I, it was confused the entire time. And I was like, and the things that were supposed to be funny, we're not, and the things that were supposed to be serious, serious, I laughed at. So, I hope that at least with this Sony Amazon partnership, I hope Amazon goes, Sony, you're, you, what's wrong with you? Go home. And let we'll us take do it. this. <laughs> you, you go sit over there. We got you. We and got we you. Sit we're in that corner. Yeah, let us take the lead on this. You go sit in the corner, and we'll figure it out. Like I'm, I'm hoping that they'll keep each other in. Like at least Amazon will keep Sony in line. Anytime they think like, you know, what's going to be funny, this, and they're like, no, no. That sounds atrocious. Go sit down. You're Amazon's drunk. got oh. some really good content. Like if Sony worked with them mm-hmm. creatively as opposed to just merely using them as a distribution platform, I have to say I've been really shocked. I figured of all the video streaming services, Amazon Prime Video feels like an afterthought. It's like, well, I get free shipping. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, they have a video thing too. Yeah. But yeah, they continue to release really Mm-hmm. Really good stuff. Uh, the terminal list right now, the peripheral um, from the Westworld showrunners based on a William Gibson novel, uh, novel, really good. Mm. And on and on and on the Lord of the Rings stuff. Like they yeah. continue to put out really good stuff. Yeah. Really good yeah. stuff. Yeah. There's, there's, there's some very good stuff on there. So fingers the, crossed. There's hope. There. Yeah. Yeah. No the, the, the wording that has gone out and pretty consistently across a lot of the news uh, pieces that I've seen um, the wording very specifically says Sony partnering with Amazon Prime Video to de- to develop a suite of live action series. So mm-hmm. it seems it that like Amazon Prime Video is not just the distribution hub. Like Good. they will be working with Sony on this. So on the um, development, keep the, that's keep them in line. that is good. Yeah, keep them in line, Amazon. Yeah. Sony on their own, they just all right, just Bezos, really... get your guys on it. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Don't be a bozo this time. Yeah. Yeah. All right, folks. Uh, so that will do it for this episode of Guardians of the MCU. Uh, Eric, thank you very much uh, for joining us. Thank uh, you for having me. Yeah. Thank you to all of our listeners for joining us. Uh, those of you in the U.S., enjoy uh, Thanksgiving this week. And uh, Guardians of the MCU will be back next week with more news and discussion on all things Marvel. Thanks. Take care.